Tom Turbovich! Get ready for a Tommy Turbo Masterclass. Masterclass. Teamless Tuesday is here. And the boys are hard as a rock. Don't be a weak-gutted dog. Leave that for Jamin Salmon. Get ready for the best super coach show on the planet. It's so good, it's better than Lego. You're now listening to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. Here's your host, Brandon Savage. Brandon Savage. Hello and welcome back to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, the coach of still yet to be decided. It probably is going to be the Jamin Salmons this year, but we don't know. I think I'll cross that corner when it comes, but most likely the Jamin Salmons. I'm joined here for the first time this year, Jake McGiven, the coach of still yet to be decided. No, I, I think I'll be going with uh, Kiss My Behinds as well. I mean, they haven't gone too well in the last couple of seasons, but I think just like the Sharks, hopefully they're due this year. You went pretty good two seasons ago, right? <sighs> Decently. Um, I think it was maybe the top thousand, I think, but I mean, it's not It's not where you'd like to be. So I actually seen in a couple of other chats, uh, probably today and yesterday, that some chat going around that some people think that you're the best well-rounded supercoacher that they know. Can you confirm or deny whether you believe this is true or not? I will deny. Uh, I don't think that's true. I think the fact uh, – someone wrote probably got the most spare time and I think that's probably the, the, <laughs> probably the correct answer to that. I've probably got the most spare time. Any single fantasy thing I'm doing, whether it's NFL, I'm doing a bit of that. I know that's not supercoach, but throwing that in there. NBL, I've kind of lost bits of interest in that. But NRL is my main one. And I guess BBL, I go – Probably the best at. You've been doing quite consistently in BBL. And, like, for me doing BBL, like, every year I'm like, okay, I'll just change it up this year. I'll follow and do what everyone else is doing because it seems like I try and get too cute with it. And somehow I've just done the same thing again. And you're up there in the top 100. Uh, The back-to-back winner is actually 80th at the moment. Yeah, he's flying. He's right – I think he's, like, 80 points behind me, but he's he's done a pretty good round this round. So three in a row. Probably <laughs> that that is ridiculous. That if you want to talk about one of the most consistent super coaches, then there it is. I don't know if he does all the other ones, but NBL, how are you doing in that? Oh, I, I don't know. It hovers around every, every around the thousand mark. I think I go on there, make me trades, and don't look at it till the next yeah, round. That's pretty much. I don't really watch basketball, so it's it's hard to get interested in it. I wanted to get into it, so I wanted to play the super coach so I could get into it, mm. so I could get into like the American basketball. I just, I honest, I've probably watched two minutes of basketball, um, but today we're going to um, go over the hookers and not of the King's Cross variety. We're going to go over the hookers available in Supercoach in the moment and. I have Harry Grant, so thanks for listening. And um, <laughs> no, 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 no. So well, well, Sabs, there is two. There is two positions available. So, I mean, we, I guess we can talk about your second hooker, which what? I'm sure is probably the majority of people's hooker as well. But I guess you did post your a, a first team reveal. I think was yeah. it last week. Yeah, I did a team reveal. Um, it was actually on New Year's Eve, so it was only a couple of days ago. And my team team hasn't changed since since then. I'm just like letting it go. And I think once we do these position analysis podcasts, that's when it will change when we kind of bring light to players that we don't really, um, we haven't really thought about yet. Mm. Uh, But this is a position where I am open to downgrading. So spoiler alert, I've got Harry Grant. 
Um, if you listen to the podcast the other day, Harry Grant is in there. The reason being, I guess we'll kick it off. Um, I think m- most rounds, he pro- the other hooker options who are at a premium price will match him. But then every third, second or third round, he'll get that 100 and above scored that would just blow them out of the park. And towards the end of the year, his average is so much higher than all the other ones because Melbourne just pick apart teams and the super coach scoring for that time just makes him such a more elite option to all these other options where all these other options, they're getting the same scores every single week. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. It's the fact that Harry Green has such a much uh, such a higher ceiling than the rest of the players. Um you look at the ones you got, you know, Damien Cook. I mean, we kind of saw Blake Braley and, and JMK sort of move into that next tier, but Harry Grant's in a tier of his own. And I guess for that extra 100K, I didn't have him all of last year and it was an absolute killer. So I don't think I'll be making that same mistake. But I mean, depending on the makeup of your team, maybe, you know, saving 100K elsewhere might be the uh, might be a downgrade in hooker or Wait. even more than 100K. Where, did, where did you rank last year, considering you didn't have him at all? Oh, I think it was probably ended up around the three or 4,000 mark. It, it definitely fell off. Three or 4,000. Yeah. I feel like that's not too bad, considering, like, I'm sure Harry Grant wasn't the main decision that let you down. Like, towards the end of the year, he didn't really hurt anyone, did he? It was just that origin <laughs> period when there was no other hookers popping yeah, off. Yeah, and he was, yeah, I think the fact he was getting, like, 140s, where I think I had Damien Cook for the run home and. He, he can't. He like you said. He Damien Cook and the rest of the hookers match Harry Grant on an average day. Yep. Um. But where Damien Cook, JMK would score a try, get a try assist, they're getting 100, 100 points. Harry Grant's getting a try and try assist, score hundred and forty. Yeah, that's it. The thing is, I think it's also plan based as well. So if you don't start with Harry Grant, that's fine. But if you're not starting with uh, someone like Payne Haas or or a gun second rower or you're not starting with Cleary and Hines. You've got to rush these other players into your side and Harry Grant all of a sudden becomes someone that you're not going to prioritise and he hurts you anyway. And like he's going to get that score and then Origin's going to come up and you're going to be like, no, I'm going to hold off. And then he consistently gets these scores that just keep hurting you. So um, I think he's someone you either start with round one or you kind of bite the bullet and get him after the Origin period. Yeah, I mean, Melbourne have an early buy, which... I guess the buys kind of you don't really want to look too much into it because you're going to have potentially a decent backup in in Jaden Braley as as a cheap option unless you go to more expensive hookers which I doubt anyone does. Um, but they have the early buy, but a lot of the other teams that have decent dummy halves also have an early buy, so you can't really use yeah. that as an excuse. So, so at the minute, um, you said you're not starting with him. Well, who are you? Well, I I mean. I plan on. I, I would like to start with Harry Grant, but um, I guess finding value somewhere else uh, or for finding value at hooker to, I guess, bridge to Harry Grant um, later on would be better um, in, in terms of cash gen. Um, but, again, spending the extra 100, 150K and just locking in dummy half and not getting burnt like I was last year um, – it's kind of, I mean, I, I don't have a team at the moment. I mean, it's, a, <laughs> it's a bunch of blank spaces at the moment. So, um, but, but, I mean, I have looked and there is some all right options. There, I think there's only a, a couple that you can kind of go at the start. I mean, there's not many 80-minute dummy halves running around in the NRL anyway. So yeah. you can kind of put a line with the ones that don't play 80 minutes unless they're obviously a cheaper option. Um, but 
I mean, yeah, Harry Grant's obviously at the top. Damien Cook at the end of last year was averaging the same as Harry Grant. Um, then again, another year older is Damien Cook. He's into his 30s now, mid-30s or something like that. So you got to think maybe he starts to go backwards. Um, but I guess I was looking at JMK as well. The, I think he's discounted on what he was producing earlier in the season because he had For that sure, back in, yeah, or shoulder yeah, yeah. injury, I think it was. Um, so I, I guess if, if we kind of get an inkling that he's going to be playing 80 minutes – um, for the Dolphins, and they don't really run a backup hooker. They run someone like Ray Stone or something. Harrison uh, Graham, potentially. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they did have some... Max Plath is absolutely killing mm. it in the preseason, apparently. You know how a lo- uh, Fox League are putting up all these articles where the clubs are putting reports on their fittest, strongest, and um, uh, there's no... like some time trials. I think yeah, he beat, um, was it uh, Gilbert in the in the time trial, I think it was, the yes, 1.2K. Yes, yeah, so... Um, yeah. I guess that could be demanding a bench spot if he's training the house down. Oh, we hear that all the time, don't we, Savs? And Savs loves a training the house down. Love it. That's his favourite one. Um, I guess we will speak on uh, Jeremy Marshall King. I do want to go back to Damien Cook, though, because I think these two options, uh, Jeremy Marshall King at 639000 and Damien Cook at 650000 you can't ignore that. That's a 100K discount where you can use elsewhere in your cap. And I don't know if you've looked at centre wings, but it's going to be hard to fill up that, especially if you are starting with your Harry Grants, your Payne Haases, if you're having the dual Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines, it's going to be so hard. So at the start of the season, JMK, uh, he averaged 70 up to round 13. So his numbers here, 89, 33, 53, 89, 72, 68, 78, 69, 53, and then 89. And then towards the end of the season is when he dropped off. So he's priced on a 62 yeah, that's average. That, that injury. And I guess Harry Grant last year averaged 73 and a half. So, I mean, yeah. 93 points less than Harry Grant. And I think Harry Grant did slide a bit slow. I think, like we were saying before, towards that origin and then back in when Harry Grant was banging out there 140s and 120s. Yeah, and Harry Grant does do them um, high scores at the start of the season as well. I'll just get his scores up here. Like 105 in round three, 95 in round one, 104 in round eight. But by the end of round 13, he was averaging 69.3, which is exactly the same mm. as Jeremy Marshall King. So I think for 111K discount, expecting exactly what you could expect from both of them. I, I think the first 13 rounds, hookers... The, the ceiling won't be there. Like, the, uh, Harry Grant's biggest scores of 149, 123, 110 did come after round 15, which are when teams kind of know where they are in the position, on the ladder and don't really focus on the defence. They kind of work on other things at that point in the season. So, genuine case for Jeremy Marshall King. Picklebet are the proud sponsors of the Supercoach Experience podcast. Picklebet have hundreds of markets, whether you're into the BBL, you bet on the test matches, or you love to have a little dabble on the Greyhounds on a Tuesday night. It's a bit cheeky, but nonetheless, they got the market for you. Personally, Saturday racing is my favourite, and Picklebet have the best markets going for it. So gear up, get ready for a big footy season ahead, and sign up with Picklebet using the code TURBO. That lets them know that you're coming from our podcast, and it really, really helps us out. It helps us grow the show but make sure to know what you're really gambling with for free and confidential support call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au anyone else on you Savs? i mean you're the one that's the harry grant but you said you're open to suggestions is dropping even further down an option blake braley is another hooker that plays 
80 minutes. Um, Api Corusau, do we think the Tigers are going to be better this year? I mean, you're a big fan of the Tigers this year. I do like the Tigers this year. Um, well, but more not, than last year. Not for me. I think we saw Abby's best kind of super coach output when he wasn't playing 80 minutes. And I, I think he's someone who does get really tired. And I don't think you had the goal kicking with Caesar and Bud True. Sullivan there. So I think that really boosted up his average late last year. Um Combinations as well. I think it was tricky for him at the start of the year. So possibly there is there's possibly value there with Api Corusau because he's a year on. Combinations are all good, but then he has a new halves pairing. Mm. He's and got he also has the Byram one, which I just thought. About. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't really want to be starting. Yeah, you don't want to do that. 80k hooker. One on the bench. person I do like um, at around that kind of echelon is five hundred sixty thousand Reese Robson. Um, I think we saw in 2022 the Cowboys came out and absolutely blitzed every single team. And it was so surprising at that point. We heard throughout the preseason that they had a massive preseason. They were were training the house down once again. Um, Last year, the World Cup got in the way. Like they had Nanai, Cotter. They had all these international players playing in the World Cup. So I think it really did disrupt their preseason. I think considering they missed the eight last year, they're going to go back to what they know was successful. And I think they're going to come out hot this year. So I think Cowboys, we put a lot of emphasis on starting with Cowboys last year because of their draw. I think this year is going to be the year where we should be kind of considering not going all in on a team because I I think that's proven to do a lot of people injustice. But um, Reese Robson in that 2022 year, he was really crucial. And last year, he only averaged 55. And he started the year, uh, he actually averaged quite well. He was averaging 60 up until round 10. So um, you thought he may have been doing less than what he was, but he wasn't. Mm, and he was I, actually quite um, very similar to Harry Grant and Jeremy Marshall King. Well, that's what – I mean, this same time last year when we were talking about um, Dummy Harves, Reese Robson was kind of right at the top of everyone's list because yeah. of how he finished off 22. The Cowboys, were, they were awful at the start of last year. Um, so I think – I mean, they finished off quite well, the Cows, and I, I do expect them to be better this year. So I think, yeah, you can definitely throw Robson into that mix. Um, so I'll do like that one, mate. Any other kind of premium options that you're looking at? I really like Brandon Smith at 470000 He not burnt by last year. I, I know, <laughs> but I, I think because everyone was burnt from him last year, they're, they're kind of not even considering him this year. But 471000 I, I think he's more of a backup kind of guy, not being your guy. With Connor Watson potentially on the bench, I I probably couldn't do it myself because I want to see how that plays out. But that's why I think the trials are a big watch. But with um, he was coming into a new system last year. Obviously, took him a while. Towards the back end of the season, he actually did a lot better. And I'll, I'll get that up for you. But what are your thoughts on Brandon Smith and how do you think he's going to come out? I think it's going to be a mixed bag, sort of, sort of like what it was last year. Kind of battle a lot of injuries as well. I mean. You can't really factor injuries into your decisions because they're a rare occurrence. But I think with Watson being um, back, uh, I assume he'll probably come in and play, you know, your lock um, dummy half sort of role and Smith will float kind of around what he was doing last year. Um, but he did get better at the at the um, back end of last year. So, 
he's a watch, but again, I don't know. Just the fact that kind of he kind of burnt everyone last year, and he was so up and down. You you'd rather spend a bit more and get a more consistent player. Yeah. Well, for the first twelve rounds, he actually averaged forty three point one. And then he came back in round 20 and scored 24 in 49 minutes, which um, coming back there. But towards the back end of the season, his last three games, uh, 57, 90 and 48, I think that's more him being more him in his role. And I think you look at the minutes of those, 68 minutes, 79 minutes and 66, which is what you want out of a dummy half. I think that's what we're expecting from him. I think that's why he can't be your first hooker because he's yeah. not going to be playing 80 minutes, whereas someone like Robson, potentially Jerry Marshall King and Damien Cook are going to play 80 minutes. So um, I like him as a backup uh, option. But, yeah, everyone kind of at that price. It's not much else. Chris Randall... Doesn't have the jewel, which is weird. He was playing front yeah. row and lock last year. Yeah, he was playing a lot of lock. I thought got got a bit dudded there. I, I mean, maybe in um, I mean these aren't final. They they do add price changes. Are oh, not price changes. Yeah. Jewels b- before the season. So he is someone who's also like a a nice little um, what's called mid ranger in the second row. He would have been nice. Mm. I don't know what his role is with Palacio coming in this year. So um, yeah. Yeah, very interesting there. Wade Egan, considering Wade Egan, do you I, think? I know I just said I don't um, don't factor in injuries, but that bloke gets concussed so many times in yeah, the season, and he the does. fact where you might cop a fifteen off him um, any week. I mean, just just because he plays so tough, he puts his head into every tackle and gives it all. But yeah, I'd rather um, I'd rather stay away when I'm, you know locking in one position. For sure. All right, so let's move on to who you think the backup hooker options are going to be. So I think we could start as low as two hookers down in Sam Verrills at 460000 I think you can spend that much on your backup hooker, but considering there are a lot Hang of on, options. So you'd spend um, 460 k on a backup hooker, but you say Brandon Smith's. Oh, no, you want Brandon Smith as your backup hooker. You happy to spend Yeah, I think, I think okay. so too. I think that's probably the most you would spend. But personally, I wouldn't do it myself considering there's all these other options there as well. What about your uh, your mate Mitch Kenny? Savs? He loves Boxing Day. <laughs> loves Boxing Day. Um, but I guess, Panthers, we're not going to get sucked into Sony Luke again. And I guess any combination that they lose, enemies Luke Summerton comes in or any dummy half, we're not... We're staying well away from the Panthers' dummy halves. Well, it's actually funny because if you look at Mitch Kenny from a value point of view, there's probably value there because m- most most of the time throughout the season, Sonny Luke spelled him and he was playing, oh, I mean, he was playing 60 to 80 minutes every week, so mm. he's probably not value. But you would think that he could probably average more than what he did average last year. Like, he only averaged 38.5 last year. You think Penrith potentially put a bit of trust in him and let him kind of add to his game? Or do you not think... I don't think that's his game, no, to be honest. Uh, yeah, uh, he's more like a tackle bot. I think the, the way Penrith play, they're not going to be using their dummy half in a creative way. Um, ever since they got rid of Appy, they're just going to give it to Yo, Nathan and, and Luai, if he's still there. Um, and I guess, <laughs> I guess Edwards. They, they prefer to just play a more expensive style than try and use Mitch Kenny, who... Can't really pass left to right to begin with, so he's you know just 
I thought his service was pretty good. Oh yeah, his service was good, but it's a short pass to Yo, and then out to yeah, then out to Cleary. I mean, as long as it's crisp to to Yoey, then Penrith are on their way to a four peat. It's not like a um, uh, Reed Marnie to Mitchell Moses pass, no, which is yeah, like thirty which, meters. Yeah, thirty meter by the way in front. No. Yeah, so I think the first person that comes to mind when it's a backup hooker. Um, you did say it's pretty much going to be in everyone's side. Jaden Braley. What are your pros and cons for Jaden Braley? Because I think there are more cons than there were in the past. Well, I mean, the main con is he's coming off another serious injury. You think that's the main con? <laughs> yes. Yeah? Yeah. Well, what do you think you're the main con of Jaden Braley? Phoenix Crossland. Yeah, but uh, he's still – I still think Jaden Braley's the main dummy half there. Yeah. Um, but, again, going back to – I guess his injuries, do they ease him back in? Yep. Um, do they put a little less responsibility on him now that they kind of have Phoenix Crossland? I don't think Phoenix Crossland's that much of a decent, like a good hooker in terms he of He just his did defense. a job. He just did a job. Yep. Um, and, like, I mean, they pretty much won games off the back of Kalen Ponga. So, I yep. mean, it wasn't because Phoenix Crossland was setting the world alight. Yep. Um, so, I think Jane Braley... He's proven in the past couple of years. He was a co-captain last year. Um, yeah. So he's, yeah. I mean, maybe he doesn't start off playing 80 minutes, but I still think at that value of an average of, what's he kind of averaged at? Nearly 30-ish. Yeah. Um, he's definitely going to be scoring more than 30 points. Yeah, and especially at that price, if he's playing 50 minutes even, there, there's still value there. Um, so... If you are a bit standoffish on the Blake Braley and maybe you need to look for cash elsewhere, well, there's not much else below him. Like, if you want to ride the Sunny Luke train again, I I think we're going to see more of the same from him. I just think he's not a Penrith system guy. Like, you could see he was disrupting their attack and he just wasn't buying into what they were doing. I mean, it's not not even that as well. I mean, it's the fact he's 28. This year, yeah. So it's not like he's a young kid that they're going to spend time in developing. Yeah. He's sort of a just a squad player now, yeah. Um, to help them when they can. So, yeah, I wouldn't be going uh, anywhere near him. I guess. Gordon Chan Kum Tong mm. looks like he'll probably jag that fourteen spot. I guess that's why we just brushed over Lachlan Croker because I think the emergence of this guy is going to come on. Uh, he averaged... See thir- what he did there. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mean that. Uh, 37 points in two games last year. Um, he did score that consolation try in that smashing... Uh, it was either the Tigers or the Bulldogs. I forget which one it was. But 238,000, um, 100K discount. Do, do you do something like that and uh, hope that potentially he is a slow burn that you can cash out before round 13 or something like that? Well, it's not even going to be that. It's, you have to kind of have someone, unless you're going to trade out Harry Grant or whoever you start with. I think Harry Grant's it's around four or five they have the buy Melbourne. Yeah. Unless you're trading out Harry Grant, you're going to have to play this guy. You're going to have to play whoever your backup hooker is. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that kind of danger to think about of – if you're saying with Harry Grant, are you going to go with someone who, you know, slow burn, make some money and maybe trade a Harry Grant to cover that? Or yep. are you happy to get Big Gordon's um, 15, 20 points or however much? Maybe it's a starter by then. Yeah. I mean, I, I have high hopes on Manly. I think Manly, as long as Turbo stays fit, I expect them to go quite well this year. I actually have a really good feeling about him mm. as well. I just think... 
their side is looking prime and I just don't know if Schuster at second row is going to be the answer, but if he has a good preseason and he buys in, I think that they've got a solid roster. Mm. And Tommy Talao is dating Jess Sergis now. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So so that make him a better footballer? Uh, make a good morale around the club. Did, didn't really help Lomax. <laughs> <laughs> well, has he gotten better since then? I wouldn't say so. Oh, well, that's, I mean... You can't help who he's playing for either. <laughs> That's true. Hopefully he plays fullback this year, by the way. I'm very, mm. I'm very keen to see how that plays out. Um, Jake Granville, 300K. I think the interesting one here will be who lands that starting Parramatta hooker position, whether it's Joey Lasik or Brendan Hands. They're both at similar prices to Jaden Braley. And assuming one of these guys get 80 minutes, can you just completely go double cheapy? I don't think you can go double cheap, as, as in a Braley and then a Parramatta dummy yep. half. I, I, neither kind of look like they're going to be super coach relevant, but I guess at the price of, what, 300-ish K, um, yeah, you can kind of throw them in there. I don't know. I think they're kind of priced at what you're going to get from them. I don't expect them to be playing 80. I expect one to be spelling the other. You reckon they're going to do that? Oh, I don't think either of them are 80-minute worthy well, let's have a look. So, Hands didn't really start playing 80 minutes until his, like his 19th, oh, like his 15th game. Yeah, and so Brennan Hands played 19 games from last year and then they brought in Joey Lusick when um, uh, Hodgson yeah, kind of went down. When, when he announced his retirement. So, yeah. um, Hands in his 80-minute performances, 49 uh, he played 72 minutes twice, 31 and 37, and then 76, 53, and then that's it. So if he does play 80 minutes, there's probably a little bit – there's definitely value there, but it just seemed like they weren't really – like even towards the end of the season, he, he was playing he was playing 40, 30 and 40 minutes. So and which Halasic was then yeah, playing the rest of the There you go. So, so, I mean – If it, that's the makeup, there's probably no value in either of them. No, but I mean it's a – it's a potential 30, 35 points. Net snag a try here and there and can make a bit of cash. But I mean, it's, it, it's a much better player than playing um, Big Gordon. So. That's true. If one of them does go down in the preseason, though, that's... A Cut, very, oh, we don't want that. That's, good. Well, th- that's a very interesting watch. Um, Connor Watson, 374,000. Uh, should get the bench spot for the Roosters and... Potentially play through the middle, play a bit of hooker. There is a bit of value there. It's an interesting one because we'd got no no inkling of what his role was going to be last year because he blew his ACL pretty much like first training session. I'm pretty sure yeah. Sav was there. I was there. Was I, it, was it was actually it was this Sydney t- Test, wasn't it? This time last year, Sin- Sydney Test. I think it was day four, potentially, mm. of the Sydney Test. So prob- this time last year, I'm... Might be going the test tomorrow. Who knows? Um, well, there you go. Catch up with Savs. But well, I'll this will probably be coming out later. But <laughs> no, it'll come out tonight. But uh, um, hopefully, I can get there. But and didn't what? you get heckled last time? I remember it poured down. I'm pretty sure you you <laughs> yeah. were playing a bit of rain cricket. Yeah, and they were heckling you about uh, yeah, being I, a super coach. There's always comments like, "Oh, your super coach is better than your cricket," and that shit Probably or not. something. Yeah. yeah, no, but it's funny because um, I was actually batting very well. And I was bat- batting in like... There yeah, was the poor eight-year-olds are getting flogged over the yard. No, but what I was doing, because there was all these Harrys like trying to stay in and like 
do a lot of batting and just stay in. I was trying to hit catches in like the second tiers because there was like tiers up there. I was trying to hit catches them and no one was catching anything. So I was just there for ages trying to hit catches. And um, I messaged the guy back and he was like, yeah, you were the only guy that was actually batting exciting. Trying to make it fun. Yeah, trying to make it fun. Although I did bounce an eight-year-old. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> he had a bit of chirp on him. Uh, I'm going to bounce him. Anyway, yeah. back back to Connor yeah. Watson. What do you think his role is going to be? How many minutes do you expect from him? I think he does spell Brandon Smith. I know I said I was keen on Brandon Smith, but I think he spells Brandon Smith for probably 15 minutes and then he plays, uh, let's say, I reckon he plays 30 minutes in the middle at lock. Yeah, so yeah, they got Victor Radley in there is going to yeah. play um, – you think 60, 70 to 70 to 80 And minutes. then they've got also Spencer Linu. They've got Tar- 15 minutes. Terrell. <laughs> big signing, new mm. club. Uh, 15, they've got Sp- Spencer Linu, so he probably takes Fletcher Baker's role. Who knows? Um, yeah. Then they've got Lindsay Collins, who demands big minutes. They've got Terrell May, who will probably demand yeah, who, a yeah, few yeah, more minutes. At the minutes. end of last year, he was, he, was quite, he was quite good, actually, and, yeah. and in the um, World Cup. And we'll talk about him in the front row podcast, which will be soon, next week. Um, and who's the other one? Jared. Jared, where are your high grades? Yeah, I mean, he's kind of at the back end of his, his career. He's going to be playing, you know, 35, 40 minutes. So I think I think Watson's going to kind of play the yeah, the hooker. It's just a dangerous one to sort of start yeah. with. I mean, we'll probably get more of an idea in trials Yeah. Um, of kind of how they're going to use him because they kind of have a lot of – a lot of players in there, Lindsay, like Collins, Radley, Smith, can all play decent minutes. So, mm. whereas when he was at Newcastle playing lock, mm. um, it was kind of it was only him. Potentially, does Jared play thirty, Collins fifty, and then Spencer and Terrell split forty forty, and then Radley plays sixty. Watson plays 20 in the middle and then 15 at hooker. Uh, there's a lot of maths in there, Sav. Yeah. <laughs> you've thrown out and uh, we have no idea. So. <laughs> and then don't, don't forget, there's there'll also be other bench spots being used. So, mm. oh, there's one more spot left. So that'll go to Tupanua or Angus Crime. Yeah, one of the back rowers. Um, so, yeah, very interesting watch. And I think that's definitely a trials topic to, to bring up when we talk about it. But... Um, yeah, I guess that's all the hookers. Who are you starting with? So, so gun to head, who are you starting with at the moment? Uh, I, I I'd like to go Harry Grant and and Jaden Braley. I think that's going to be the common consensus one. Um, but I mean, if we get, or if there's any idea of you know Marshall King playing eighty, I'll happily go down to him. I think I'm very keen on Marshall King and. Um, even Damien Cook, like mm. the fact that he did average only eight less than Harry Grant for the entire season. And I am keen on Rabideau's players early for some reason. I just feel like they're going to have a bounce back kind of first few weeks. Um, yeah, I think Jeremy Marshall King is someone I'm very keen on starting with potentially. And I guess one player we didn't mention, Blake Braley as well. Yeah, Mighty actually, Sharks, was, oh, they do have a kind draw. Yeah, We get it every year. We get a kind draw and then flunk out in the finals. But in terms of who we're up against, um, they're quite low teams to begin with. So there's... Potentially a lot of points to be scored. But is that a bad thing? Because the low teams kind of really focus on defence early in the season. Well. No? No, I don't don't think so. I think, I know that, yeah, yeah, they say, 
they, they focus more on defence, but you're still more likely to score, you know, more tries against the Dragons than you are the Panthers. So That's true. That's true. I I had Blake Bradley last year, but it's just because it worked out at the time. I downgraded Damian Cook to Blake. I think Blake. it was around that buy period, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I downgraded Damian Cook to Blake Braley, banged me 100K, and I wasn't super stoked with how he went late in the season. He did well, but I wasn't super thrilled with it. So I think that's just why I'm avoiding, but... Mm. He's someone who's explosive, plays 80 minutes and plays for a very good attacking team. And I think potentially he is someone we're probably just brushing over too much without thinking about it. Yeah, I I guess he's kind of been in the talks around the origin about being maybe the next hooker. Um, So I guess maybe he wants to put another step forward to to make that claim. And there's always someone that comes out and really surprises every year. Well, last year it was Marshall King. And Wade Egan. And, 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 and then the year before, it was Reese Robson. So I think there's going to be one this year and potentially... I mean, Blake Braley's been doing it for a couple of years now. So um, which one of these do you feel like is going to be that breakout? I don't know. Whoever it is, I hope I'm on him. Could it be Reed Marnie again? No, we, haven't, we haven't talked no, about Reed Marnie. I think him. Just... To, is he the most hated <laughs> super coach player? <laughs> I've never seen someone miss so many tackles. And you, you, if you if you had him in your team, you watch the game and you realise, oh my God, this bloke just misses <laughs> tackles for fun. I mean, it doesn't help that he's the smallest bloke in the field, has a bright white headgear and all yeah. the forces target him. So, of course, he's going to miss tackles because he's only small. But he was quite poor last year, yeah. even with his errors, his penalties. Um Maybe he's going to come out and say, oh, I'm going to fix up my game, no missed tackles, no errors, and then that's an extra, extra 15 points. Or much. do you start with him for the first three or four rounds and then get rid of him straight after that? Just just because he, he went on a tear like the yeah, start last just year. Always, just always have the plan of selling him. Don't even think about it if he's if he's mm. averaging 80 for the first three weeks. We pretty much does that every year. He always starts He does. Off. He does. So maybe that's a plan to get to Harry Grant. Yuck. <laughs> All right, um, that's it for the Hooker Podcast. We'll join you next week for the Front Row Forward Podcast. Um